0: Well, here it comes. Oh my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. Aguero!
1: I see it, but I don't believe it. He's got it He's got it This is a famous
0: victory.
1: Nice what a legend. What a champion. to the racing and sports punters pod where we look to lace your license of luck with loquacious licks of gambling leads. Jimmy Buckley with you ahead of another huge episode in the midst of the T20 Cricket World Cup which began on Saturday night when Australia hosted New Zealand at the SCG and the unwavering grin on Ken Rutherford's face tells you everything you need to know about the result of that contest. Welcome, Ken.
0: Well, the most surprising thing about the contest and the result, uh, James, that all you Australians were surprised at all. I mean, come on, you must have been expecting it. Surely I certainly was. Fair enough. Well, uh, the, I, I wasn't that... at all. I'm te- telling complete <laughs> rubbish. But, uh, gee, they pretty impressive. Finn Allen, eh? he, he He's leapt on the inter- international stage now. Wait... Wait and see how large his IPL contract will be next uh, <laughs> next year. But just a very good, thorough, efficient performance by the Black Caps last today night.
1: Very well done, Ken. I'll give, you, uh, I'll give you credit where it's due. You deserved that one. Good to see you're out of the blocks, uh, the mighty Kiwis. Look, ahead of tonight's crunch clash between Australia and Sri Lanka, we have another very special guest joining us. A man who played 44 test matches for Sri Lanka and a further 180 ODIs for his country. Forever frustrating opposition bowling attacks as a left-hand middle-order stick, and then bamboozling batsmen with his bouncy off spinners. I speak of none other than the great Russell Arnold. Welcome to the Racing and Sports Punters Pod, Russell. Hi
0: guys. Hi. How are you? Yeah, Russell. Big game tonight. Just before we set the scene, uh, you're in Perth, obviously, and be part of the uh, commentary team, which will be uh, commenting on the game tonight. Uh, a lot of our listeners won't uh, know, Russell, you should actually be living in Sydney for the last 14 years. I mean, you're a true blue Australian, for goodness sake.
2: Well, it, it seems so. Life's been good out here. I've been um, kind of happy ever since coming uh, down here. The only issue or only negative is it's so far away from everywhere. Just to get to somewhere, the shortest flight is to you, blokes, that's also three, four hours away. <laughs> it uh, is. But uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, there's nothing to complain with uh, what goes on here. But you're right, it's a massive game, uh, not only for Sri Lanka, but also for the group, I think, because Australia going forward would be a real threat in uh, uh, yeah. this World Cup. And if they are dumped today, that would open up and make life easier for so, so many more uh, teams and a lot, a lot would be thinking or hoping uh, the oppositions really, like let's say uh, uh, in England, uh, New Zealand, uh, South Africa, uh, if Australia start crumbling, uh, that's one left to deal with as you go on and as the host there'll always be a threat, isn't it? So a lot of eyes on this game.
0: Yeah, there are. And uh, look, the, the previews, all the experts like us, I guess, are looking at the game and previewing it and, and suggesting that the Australians are, are well... You know, they'll enjoy the conditions. They're well-suited to the conditions. They'll see it up to stadium in Perth tonight. Uh, would you agree? Do you think it's Australia all the way in terms of their pace attack in particular?
2: Well, Australia uh, uh, very much favourites in that sense. If you look at uh, the conditions, what happens here in Perth, how the pitch plays and how the Australian game is suited. Then you bring in Sri Lanka's strengths and weaknesses. It's not an ideal match in that sense. But after what New Zealand did on the weekend, there will be now. Australia will be, those players will be well aware that they cannot slip up today. So if Sri Lanka can, for some reason, put some early pressure, you never know which way this game can go. But on paper, you consider any factor, uh, it's got to be Australia's game.
0: Yeah, right. You look at the Australian lineup, and James, I don't know what you think, bringing you in here, their betting lineup, and particularly the top four. It's not quite settled yet, I don't think. It's not firing on all four cylinders.
1: No, it, it is not settled at all. And it has a tendency to be a little bit flimsy, I think, especially if one of, say, David Warner or Aaron Finch or, or maybe Mitchell Marsh doesn't hang around and make a bit of a score. It puts a lot of pressure on. I thought Glenn Maxwell had a bit of a dig the other night. It didn't quite work out for him in terms of a big score. But they're probably a bit more frail than, than what you're used to for an Australian batting team. And like I said, that, that was a a brilliant performance from New Zealand. And I think you mentioned it, Rudds, on the podcast last week. You know exactly what you're going to get from New Zealand. Mm. So it's not like uh, it's not like they're going to come out and surprise you. It was just a blow par performance from Australia. And I think, like Russell mentioned there, such an important game this evening because – if Australia did happen to go down, and I mean, the, the odds here with Neds, Australia are $1.20 to win this game. Sri Lanka are $4.50. If Australia were on the wrong end of the result here, then that's probably World Cup over for the home side. Russell, I wanted to ask you, mate, the Sri Lankans, they, they had a, a tough week, I suppose, on the field to secure their place uh, just last week. A good opening win against Ireland uh, just a few nights ago. Now, uh, What do you make of, of this side this year?
2: Well, coming here to Australia, they looked a lot better because um, feeling good after their win in the Asia Cup. Asia Cup, of course, uh, some good teams there: India, Pakistan, even Afghanistan playing such good cricket. Uh, so consistently, they were brilliant and very, very good to watch. And coming out here, they came here with a full-strength team. And since then, they have lost a lot of players. Their first two or first two, uh, first choice fast bowlers are both out of the tournament: Dilshan, Madhushank and Dushmanta Chamira. Mm. Pramod Madushan, number three, he got injured, but he's okay for today. So I'm not very sure whether he'll play as yet. Then Patub Nitsankar, who's amongst the runs, Uh, he's also uh, injured. So hence, a lot of uncertainties to deal with for this team. Uh, But it is what it is. They've got to put it behind them. They've been tested right through and uh, just try and hang in there and, and see what they can get out of it. Going back to the qualifiers, I thought losing to Namibia was their own undoing. Coming here on high, uh, playing in the, uh, the qualifiers, you'd expect Sri Lanka to just win all their games. And I thought they took things for granted and got stumped in that first game. Scrambled and got their act together to sc- scrape through and played a, a good game of cricket against Ireland. But if you look at all those, those four teams they've come across right now, and the four teams that sit in front of them, totally different kettle of fish. They're not going to be able to huff and puff their way through the games uh, that they're going to be coming up against. They're going to have to try and be very precise in the execution, be tactically very smart and bring their A game out there and then hope for the best.
0: Yeah, every game's important, isn't it, Russell? They've got to win every game pretty much and each team's in that position. Now, you you mentioned Nasanka. Gee, he's a terrific player. Really like watching him play. Exciting, isn't he?
2: He is, and he's, he's not a big lad. He's really uh, a, a short seller. And uh, in all three formats, he's very, very good. He plays the pace so well because with that height, the pickup shots, the flatback shots uh, are in his game. He's, he's one of the, the better players of spin in the Sri Lankan team. So he's quite an all round player with a good head on his shoulders. But of course, Sri Lanka don't expect him to score at 150 strike rate right through. He's about holding that innings together, mm. getting them that foundation and giving them direction. So if he can score around one uh, a strike rate of 130, get to 70, 80, uh, I think that's the type of role that he's capable of playing. And he does that, the others can score around him.
0: And, and Denon Jaya, number three, or not even open uh, tonight, Denon Jaya, he, he's another class
2: act. Yeah, Patumni Sankar, I'm told, is fit. So he will definitely play. I'm not sure about Madushanka, but... Uh, uh, they will bring Patumi mm-hmm. Sanka back. So, Dananjay Di Silva will stick at number three. Now, he is right. one of those players mm-hmm. who has really not uh, lived up to expectations or his talent. Uh, he, he has a lot of time when he mm-hmm. backs. So that would mean that he has got he can hit different areas and uh, got a great attitude. So, you hope that uh, uh, that talent uh, just shows and those runs start coming. But you're right. He, he is uh, very good to watch when he gets going.
0: Yeah, the, the comment you made there, mate, was he's got time. And you can see that even in T20 when everyone seems to be in a bit of a, a frazzle to score as quickly as they can. He's one player who does have that aspect of time. Your bowling attack, mate, simply built around Hasaranga. Uh,
2: Hasaranga and Tick, and now the, uh, the question is, yes, they are a threat in any conditions. They're very clever, those two. Hasaranga, of course, is the, is the street fighter in that team, if you may like. But ideally, for Sri Lanka to have an impact, uh, doesn't Shanaka, the captain, must be able to use the two spinners when he wants to? Not be forced to bring him at situations just to plug the flow of runs or, or, or at times like that. Then they're in trouble. Use those eight overs whenever. Whenever he feels he needs to get a wicket and choke the opposition. That's where the team has come into it. and They have a massive role to play to allow Shanaka to dominate or or even have the spinners making an impact. So they need to make sure they don't allow the batsman to run away with it. You know, keep them under check, maybe not get wickets or maybe even go for a few runs, but not at 8, 10 and over and uh, uh, force Chanaka to bring the spinners in in the power play or at stages like that. So that's the real key. So it's uh, it's going to be a team effort where uh, everyone has to play their role to perfection.
1: Now, Mitchell Marsh, uh, we learned the other night, said to the Aussies, I think, as they made their way back into the losing dressing room at the SCG, he, he kind of looked at his teammates and said, backs against the wall, boys. This is just the way we like it. And, Russell, I wanted to ask you, do you expect these Aussies to, to really come out firing tonight or is there perhaps maybe a sense of vulnerability there for the home side?
2: There will be a, uh, a sense of vulnerability. And the way the Aussies react to that is coming really hard at you and showing their aggression. Uh, that's where Sri Lanka needs to start strong. couple of early wickets, get them wobbling, get them thinking, the, uh, thinking, oh, no, not again, oh, what's happening here? That's when um, you can quietly look to push them onto the back foot. But you know the Aussies, when uh, they're chirping or when they're really aggressive, uh, that means that they're about to fall over. So... You need to be wary of that, but they definitely will come hard. That's the way they do it.
0: Prediction for the game, Russell. What are your thoughts? Who
2: wins? Who wins? Well, I'm looking forward for a surprise. I can do with a surprise today, Rudd.
0: Oh, look, we're going to leave that to last. Happy birthday, Russell.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Rudd. Thank you very much. So that's what we are hoping for. I tell you,
0: there's, another, there's another very important birthday tomorrow, mate. Tomorrow. There's another one. Yours? It is, yes. I'm only 60, I'm only sixty-seven tomorrow.
2: Oh, fantastic! <laughs> it doesn't look a day older than
1: sixty-six either.
2: I'll make sure I'll be the first to wish you. You bloody well better.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just,
0: just a, just a quick point. I mean, I must admit, when Chris Silverwood got the job as the coach of the Sri Lankan side, Rusty, that a few eyebrows were raised. I mean, he hadn't had a great lot of success with the English side, had he? I mean. He seems to be welcomed into the throng of Sri Lankan cricket and seems to be doing a pretty darn good job.
2: Yes, he's understood the culture and what needs to be done um, in Sri Lanka cricket. Mm. And it's actually a step down because England were powerful. The type of players they have is incredible. Mm. Anyone would like to have those type of players to work with. And here you're trying to revive a team who's been struggling uh, in every sense, but uh, he settled in nicely. It's great to see him uh, around the team and enjoying himself. Uh, so there are a lot of smiles around, and the results are also coming uh, their way. It's actually a lot better than a couple of years ago. So he's, he's actually been very, very good. And like you, uh, I'm surprised too uh, about it.
0: That's good to see. You do a good job.
1: There's been a big shake-up in uh, the futures market for the remainder of this T20 World Cup. India now the $3.50 favourites to win the entire tournament. England, $3.75. New Zealand, the big movers, into $5 on that third line of betting. Australia, $6.00. South Africa, $8.00. Pakistan, $12.00. And Sri Lanka, $34.00. And the last one from me, Rusty, before uh, we let you go, but... What's your assessment of that market? Uh, does that look about right, do you think?
2: Um, I would think so because um, with the way uh, certain teams are playing, um, things do change, uh, tend to change. But Australia do find themselves in a hole. now. We, we talk big about uh, uh, today's game. They also have England in this group. So now it, it's a real tough one.
0: What do you make of India and Pakistan that game the other night? I mean, there's... You and I, we've all, we've all watched a lot of cricket over the years, and that was one game which, goodness me, it got the the small hairs on the back of the neck standing up. It was just incredible. It must have been yeah. amazing to be there, mate. It would have been incredible to be there.
2: Ebb and floored. The crowds are fantastic. Uh, I've been to India-Pakistan games, or even when uh, Sri Lankan fans, uh, uh, they uh, fill the stadium up. It's noisy. It's electric atmosphere. But the cricket lived up to the billing. Uh, it, then played, it was not a high-scoring game The bowlers were in it mm. uh, The batsmen And the fact that it went right down to the end uh, Was amazing to watch A Virat Kohli special uh, I just felt for the Pakistanis uh, Towards the end there That uh, they couldn't get the result that they did need Or did, they wanted he's yeah, spot on there now
0: Mate, we'll going to let you go But we can't let you go without a comment on your Much beloved and much maligned West Tigers in the NRL, <laughs> mate What what are your thoughts? <laughs> what does twenty twenty three bring you as a as a West Tiger supporter?
2: Well, only way one way to go, Darad. <laughs> They're the sixteen; they can only go up, and that they will. So, yeah, a lot of young players in the team. Uh, hopefully, uh, with, with a fresh mindset, that they can go hard at it. A lot of talk on Luke Luke Brooks moving on. Uh, probably might be the uh, the right thing for both parties as well, because you need a bit of uh, freshening up, don't you? and uh, let the youngsters uh, take you forward. But really looking forward to it. I think a few changes. Kurosawa coming in uh, is a massive one in uh, terms of leadership, I believe. Good call.
1: No, very good, Rusty. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. Really appreciate that. And, yeah, we certainly look forward to the game tonight in Perth.
2: Yes, hopefully it's a good one. Thanks, guys. See Cheers, ya. Russell. Cheers, mate.
1: See you, mate. Uh, very good bloke. Rudds Russell Arnold. When did you first come across him?
2: Yeah, he he
0: played just after he made his debut for Sri Lanka. Just after I'd finished, so never played against each other. Um, but we've done a bit of commentary together in New Zealand when I did a bit of, bit of work over there. And he's obviously been on the road for for Sri Lanka TV for a number of years now. Speaks very well, knows his stuff, and a really good guy. Yeah, a really top class guy and a, and a gentleman with it all. So good, good to get his insights. And and what should be a really interesting game tonight, James. A dollar twenty Australia, as you mentioned, four fifty. On the Shlankan side, I don't think the toss of the coin will be that important unless there's some rain around. I don't think there is tonight in Perth, so I'd suggest uh, it'll be a case of whether or not the schlanken batsman can cope with the extra bounce, which we know those tracks in the, on the in Western Australia do provide the the, the local players here. I know you're pretty keen on one of the locals too to get amongst the runs tonight.
1: Yeah, Mitch Marsh, he's around about that $4, $4.20 mark, I think, to be the leading Australia run scorer this evening, uh, has played a lot of cricket over in Perth, and just get the feeling, he's going to have a big tournament, uh, Mitchell Marsh, so I'd be pretty happy to go with that.
0: Yeah, look, Dan and Jaya, who we mentioned, uh, Russell and I talked about, he's at $5, score the most runs for Sri Lanka, as Russell suggests, he's an undeniable talent, he's got all the talent in the world, he's a... Terrific play to watch when he's when he's going, but he can be a little bit inconsistent. So maybe have a little bit little slice of the $5 there. Raya Paksa at um at $7 also a chance he bats the middle order. So if the likes of Hazelden Stark in amongst the Sri Lankans early, then there could be some value about someone in the middle order for Sri Lanka. And a couple of games tomorrow, we would be neglectful to not mention James. We've got England and Ireland playing. They're first up at 3 p.m. Australian time, $8 about the Irish. A dollar and eight cents about England, who do look just a well-oiled machine, to be fair. And then New Zealand play Afghanistan, dollar twenty New Zealand. Afghanistan, who aren't without a chance. Bowling wise, they've got three or four really nice bowlers, a couple of really good spinners. We know Rashi Khan does his thing. They're at four dollars and fifty cents and A couple of batters going to hit it a long way too. I see Daryl Mitchell's back for New Zealand, so he'll probably take the place of Mark Chapman at about number five in the order. But I won't leave this podcast without emphasising there's still a risk in this New Zealand side with Kane Williamson at number three in the order. I, I've, I've, he nearly stuffed it up the other night, actually. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, I, I think if, if, the, if the Openers for New Zealand get through those first six overs, Glenn Phillips should walk out the bat. There's yeah. no doubt about that. I think Kane's a great guy to have there. If, if someone like Stark gets the wicket, first ball, first over, get a, get a more you know technically well-balanced player in there and bat. Uh, against that newish ball, but as soon as the the, the the innings is underway and there's some momentum being gained, Kane is not the right guy to come into that situation. You got to bring in Glenn Phillips, who, who we know can 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 whack it from the start, and. Um, I just worry that um, New Zealand's conservative stayed fairly routine approach might come to bite them at some stage later in the tournament.
1: So just a couple of quick ones there. To recap, uh, we like Mitch Marsh, around $4.20, top Australian run scorer this evening against Sri Lanka. And a couple of Sri Lankans worth maybe a little something to score the most runs for their side. Darnan Jaya, $5.00 and Raya Paksa, $7.00. Probably worth a little something. And just quickly, Rudds, before we go, I wanted to talk briefly about this Saturday, Golden Eagle Day at Rose Hill, and racing and sports uh, in conjunction with the Australian Turf Club. We'll be doing the punters' podium again, and very happy to announce that recently retired Canberra Raider, Sam Williams, will be with us on track.
0: Yeah, he will be. Sam, will be there uh, drumming up some real support for the big punters' podium day there on uh, Sunday at Rose Hill. And uh, he'll be joining yourself and yep. Alex Stevens going along as well. and I'll be joining Simon Donopoulos on track at Ramwick on Melbourne Cup Day for the for the big day there. So, gee, I looked at the Gold Eagle field, it's a terrific field. Um, talking to Gary Crisp, our founder before, very keen on light infantry, the uh, the raider from Europe, who's come over here for the one race. He's at around five to one, six dollars. So, have a wee slice of that action. But if you are going to be on track at Rose Hill, on Saturday, everyone get down and see the punters' podium. I think it's around the betting bid- ring. I think yeah, it is the old Bookies betting
1: ring. I think uh, the old betting ring at Rose Hill. It's only ten dollars to to participate to get on board, and you can certainly buy as many tickets as you like. Uh, should be a good day, Rudd.
0: Look at our social media just to get all the finer details. As the week progresses, we've got everyone and the team. Positive and looking forward to to the big week weekend ahead, James. Gee, it's just it's great, isn't it? And who are we going to have on Thursday afternoon to speak to us about oh. the uh, the weekend's cricket? Who are we going to have? Yeah, right. The
1: great, the one and only,
0: Dougie Bollinger. The Dougie thing. Bollinger will be talking to us all, everyone about uh, mainly the Australian English England clash on Friday night, but also all things cricket. Yeah, he's probably the world's worst punter, so we'll have a few tips from him as well (laughs) on the horses.
1: Well, he belongs on this podcast then, Rudd, with you and I, I think. (laughs) Thanks for coming in again, mate. And we'll speak with you on Thursday afternoon, as just referenced, with the great Dougie Bollinger. Until then, happy punting.